Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, extremely hardworking <laughs> Disney cast member, love and yeah. wife, and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. Who doesn't love the Disney cast members, I know. right? They're awesome. We can't wait to talk about them today. Is that what we're doing? I, I think so. That's what I heard. I hope so. Because otherwise, i got to throw all my notes in the garbage. Right. So. Start over. Yes. Anyway, and we're off to a roaring start. We are recording this episode on Sunday, April 24th, 2022. We hope you've had a great month of April so far. Yeah. It's zipping through as it all these months seem to nowadays. I know. I know. But it's been a fun month, too, because we've had like the, you know, we've had Easter. We have Earth Day. Just a lot of fun reminders that things can be fun. Yeah, Earth Day was fun this year. I mean, we didn't do much to celebrate, not like last year when we were actually at Animal Kingdom Park for Earth Day, but it was fun to see it and see everybody out there celebrating Earth Day in their various different ways. Right. Celebrating Animal Kingdom Park's birthday as well, which happens to fall on that day, 24 years young. I know. Next year will be its 25th anniversary. That would be pretty cool. Definitely got a plan for that one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, Hyperion adventurespodcast.com and while you're there we'd love it if you signed up for our newsletter please sign up for the newsletter it's just another way to be involved in the hyperion adventures podcast world and as michelle likes to say always we don't share your information with anybody else it's just to get that newsletter out to you and uh i have to say that this week um i got some things going on so um we'll probably be skipping the newsletter this week We'll see about the next week. We'll probably get one to you the next week. But this week might be a little tough. And I'll explain why that is a little bit later in the show. Yeah, but uh, it's really fun to have that interaction. And sometimes we give you like tips and special information that only you get. For sure. For sure. So that's it's just a great way to be involved in the show. Another great way to be involved in the show is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun at our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. It is a great group. They really are. I mean, I know I say this every week, but you really are wonderful people. We'd love to have even more people join in the fun and love being able to hear the fun that people are having, whether it's associated with Disney or just celebrating some fun life experiences. So um, if you're not part of it, you're missing out on some really good joy. Yeah. And I know that Facebook sometimes gets a bad rap, but uh, this group we feel is very good. Very positive. Yeah. We, we just have a, a good old time there just discussing what's going on in our lives, whether it be Disney related, of course, but also like Michelle just mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we're doing personally, it's just a lot of fun and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. As we say, again every week is we just love hearing from you and we do get some really nice letters from people really enjoy the encouragement or just the 
you know, the fact that you're noticing us and, and, and putting that in words is really appreciated. Right. And it's one of those things we really appreciate because, you know, doing this show, we sit here and we just sit across from right. one another and, and talk, which is a great time. Yes. That's part of the reason why we do this. Most of the reason why we do this is because we love it and we love kind of scheduling this to do this every single week. But sometimes it feels like we're talking out into a void. <laughs> I know. You know? <laughs> so when we actually get some input back from people saying either they love a show or that they are looking forward to another topic right. or just want to say hi, um, that makes it even that much more worthwhile. Right. Exactly. So, um, also, if you want to help support this show in a monetary way, because <laughs> there are some costs associated with this show that we have to take care of to make sure we can get this out there to you. <laughs> um, there's a couple great ways that you can do this and you can get some wonderful items, swag along <laughs> with it. Uh, the first is to go to our Spreadshirt shop. If you just go to Spreadshirt.com and do a search for Hyperion adventures podcast you can find our page there or you can go to our link tree account which is associated with all our social media find the link there and you can go and peruse through a whole bunch of different items with our various logos and everything that you purchase not only do you get to wear it and sport uh, your love for this show or just kind of have some fun with it um, we also get a portion of everything you buy right we appreciate that for sure and hope you find that there are a lot of fun things there. Yeah, lots of, lots of great logo stuff. We're going to be breaking out some of that logo stuff here over the next several weeks as well for something we have coming up. Uh, also, another a fantastic way is to become a Patreon member. If you want to go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast, we have tiers there starting as low as $2 per month. And if you sign up there for that, you get lots of swag right off the bat. More swag if you stick around even longer. Right. And uh, we really appreciate everybody who's already become a Patreon member. That's right. Right. And again, for our Patreons, uh, we do send out some things special for you, not just swag, but sometimes it's information and have you participate in some shows. We have uh, had some in the past, some participants in the past, and we plan for more. Yeah, I've seen some things on the calendar coming up that yes. we're going to be uh, sending out to you soon, those of you who are Patreon members. So uh, just be on the lookout yeah. for that. So we can you have get to some... be part of our show. That's right. More fun to come. Now, before we get into this week's main topic, we always kind of like to look back at the week that was because, you know, no matter how your week is going, there's ups, there's downs, it's like the roller coaster every single <laughs> right. week, but we always find that there are these little hidden gems or maybe not so hidden gems that kind of bring a bright spot to every single week. And we like to focus on those because you know we are the show of positivity here. So we kind of like to look back at what our favorite thing was from the week that was prior to this. That was a long, weird way of <laughs> yeah. saying that. But basically, it's just kind of You're our gonna favorite get in the groove thing as from we this go, week. Honey, yeah, you know, I've Don't only been worry. doing this for almost four years. Maybe eventually I'll learn how to do it. But anyway... That may be your favorite thing from this week, the fact that I still don't know how to do this show. Um, but let's when we do these things, we always go to Michelle first because, as we know, and you're going to hear a little bit, she always does the best research. She has the best lists. We know she has the best tips. But she almost always has the best favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, my favorite thing, I actually, during the week, thought I had a different favorite thing. But my favorite thing actually happened on Friday evening where we got to do a date night mm. and go see a play. We haven't got an opportunity. Now I'm talking like you and very <laughs> weird. It's catching. Uh, I know. It's catching. <laughs> we haven't been able to go to... Um, the San Diego Civic Theater for a play since prior to the pandemic. 
even though we are season ticket even holders, season we've had to cancel several shows right. because of other uh, things that have popped up that have not allowed us to get out there for shows. Right. But this Friday, we did have that opportunity. We, we went to go see Rent and we, you know, did our traditions that we've done in the past of going out for dinner, you know, a light dinner before the, the and drinks, play. More and importantly, drinks. and drinks. <laughs> yes, nice glasses of wine. But anyways, it was just, it was really so fun. I mean, first of all, having an evening, just you and I to, you know, have fun together, a date night. It's been a while. And that was really, really great. The play was amazing. The performers were really top notch. I think it's, you know, um, one of the top two, I would say, if nothing else for the Civic Center that we've seen. And so it was just an all around great time. Yeah, it was great. Um, it, we'd never, never seen Rent before, so it was exciting to go out and, and check this show out. And yeah, it's been so long since we, I mean, we did get to go see Hamilton up in LA mm-hmm. uh, back in early December, right. which was really nice. And that was our first return to, to live musical theater mm-hmm. in year since before the pandemic uh, but it was great to get back into a kind of our own home theater right. uh, here in San Diego and see a show and experience all the things that we love about going to the theater and it was a lot of fun great show the cast was amazing and you know what was also special about this is that this is the culmination of what is the 25th anniversary tour what they're calling the farewell tour of the national touring company for rent uh, this was their last North American stop they're here for just a few days and and then they're going to Tokyo, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, from yeah. looking at their calendar. They'll, they'll, they'll go to Tokyo and then that's it. It's uh, the, the touring company is done. I mean, I'm sure it'll come uh, restart up again eventually. Right. Most of these shows that are classic shows, like something like a rent that is so beloved, sure. always kind of come around again eventually. But for now, uh, as far as at least the 25th anniversary tour, this was basically it. Wow. Yeah. And it really was interesting to be at a performance and see how many people are, I, I would, I guess I would classify them as true followers. You know, you could just tell by their reactions, you know, even before something did happen, which the, the, nothing was a spoiler. It's just their, the excitement and enthusiasm in the theater. It was just fun to see that very different than your traditional musical that you go to. Yeah. It was kind of interesting, the energy, because like I said, we had never seen Rent before. So, you know, we were newbies to right. this, uh, where there were obviously some vet- Veterans there that love that show, that were excited when the characters would appear on there. They knew them, they knew the songs, they knew everything, right. and it was really, really fun. It was a fun energy to, to take be a part of, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is appropriate to compare it to, but I know when you and I were talking afterwards, it just kind of reminded me of the energy, if you ever went to see Rocky Horror Picture Show, and how the audience kind of got into that storyline, and it kind of felt a little bit like that. Yeah, and kind of like a rock concert there yeah. on as far as a musical, it was a rock concert there on stage, and it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, that yeah. was a that was a good thing. That was one of my favorite things oh, from this very week. Good. Uh, my other my favorite thing from this week was uh, us. We landed a spot with the Moonlight Magic, the mm-hmm. DVC Moonlight Magic event that's coming up in June at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Right. I was happy to get that for us. So Yay. we're going there for that, and we're going to go with some good friends that we've right. invited along with us, and uh, we're very excited for that event for sure. Yeah, exactly. And we, we did have. Have a, a room at the boardwalk, so yeah. we're right there. So convenient, so, we'll so just fun. Walk on down, mm-hmm. just walk down the boardwalk and over to Disney Hollywood Studios right. and go right in. Yeah, and, it's going to be amazing. And then afterwards, once you know, late at night, yes, which is very <laughs> early. Anything past eight o'clock is late at night for me. <laughs> so this will be really late at night. 
Um, but it would be a lot of fun for sure. So right. uh, we did get some my favorite things from some I listeners saw. this week. Yeah, on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. So let's go through a couple of those. We'll start with Sue in the UK. Mm-hmm. She said, my favorite thing this week. Can you believe I'm still celebrating my 60th <laughs> birthday three weeks later? Yay. Birthday week, birthday month, whatever, right. Sue. You be you. Yeah. Enjoy it. She said, we'll why not? We'll celebrate with you. Yeah, for sure. She said, so this weekend we are in a beautiful part of West Wales having a wonderful time with my friends. And she posted a wow. bunch of pictures there on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. We're not jealous at that all. Out. No, <laughs> look like a good time. Yeah. And uh, again, continued happy birthday for you. Right. Sue. That's fantastic. Yes. Also, Scott in Minnesota hit us up and he said, my favorite thing from this week is that we successfully booked a cruise on the Disney Wish in the end of January, coupled with a stay to see all the changes since their 50th started. It should be quite a trip. Congratulations, yes. Scott and your whole family. You right. guys are going to have a great time. We're looking forward to doing the Disney Wish ourselves. And right. we actually haven't been to Walt Disney World since the 50th changes have really taken effect either. So we're excited yes. to get to take those in too. So yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Exactly. I know. And oh, we're just so happy for you. A Disney cruise is so spectacular. So congratulations. Yeah, all Disney cruises are great, but uh, this brand new ship, taking right. that all in. That yeah, be a that'll really be fun. We're happy for you. Super blast within its inaugural year. You know, I think he said it was in January that right. he's going. So yeah, that'll be within the inaugural year yeah. and that'll be a lot of fun for sure. Plus, they'll have sailed a few times so they can get all those bugs out of That's the way. Right. You know, any little glitches <laughs> that might happen. So True. smooth sailing. You know, pun intended, uh, <laughs> once you get to that point. So that's great. So, yeah. uh, But let's go ahead and start getting to this week's show. Now, we have lots of stuff for you this week, including we received some details about a guest favorite Walt Disney World show that is being reimagined. Also, word has come down about one of our favorite Disney Vacation Club, Club spots is close to reopening. We'll tell you all about those. And as we've teased on social media this week, you probably saw it if you if you follow us on social media. <laughs> we've been blasting it out there. We have a huge <laughs> announcement um, that's going to affect both this show and us personally. Right. We can't wait to share it with you. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. For this week's main topic, we're continuing on with our Creating Disney Magic series, looking at all the things that kind of set Disney apart from other theme parks that you may find uh, around, of course, across the U.S., but around the world as well. And so this week, we wanted to go to right to the, the, the people they, what, that really bring the magic, mm-hmm. I think we'd all agree, to every single visit, every single vacation that you take at a Disney parks, on Disney Cruise Line, whatever it may be. So yes, this week's episode is all about creating Disney magic, Disney cast members. Right. Well, thank you, sweetie. Great intro. Um, you know, and, and like you said, honey, you know, when we think about our experiences at Disney parks and how magically we feel... Typically, I think people attribute that to things like rides and foods, you know, some sometimes sceneries or whatever. But I think we don't necessarily automatically think about the cast members. But statistically, it's been shown that each guest comes into contact with between 60 and 70 cast members a day. So think about it. 60 to 70 potential good or bad experiences is really a lot. Yeah. 
That's that is a lot. I never really thought about that when you started the number out. I'm like, okay, what's that in? You know, on a vacation, a trip, a day, right? And you don't really think about it, you know, and unless you have good or super bad experiences, you know, you don't really think about how many cast members you run into in right. a given day. Right. How you take for granted. I mean, just first of all, coming into the park, whether you're parking, you know, your car and you're going through that entrance or if you're getting on a, uh, you know, Disney transportation, you know, it starts there and your whole experience kind of starts there, you know, but, um, you know, their, their whole purpose really, well, not their whole purpose, but, you know, their whole purpose is to run the business. But I mean, what their, their foundation is really is to contribute to the show. And, um, you know, when you think about that, that's kind of giving you the reason why they're called cast members and not employees, you know? And so there's so much, it was kind of hard to edit this one down. So I hope, hopefully it's not going to be too long. I think I actually probably went the wrong way and edited quite a lot out, but um, there's just so much to say about this, but we really want to talk about the, a few elements of what makes Disney cast members special at the, the issue of creating magic. And hopefully you'll get to hear a few insider stories from cast members that we've either gotten in contact with, uh, you know, personally or, you know, through the research. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm born ready. <laughs> I thought you said bored ready. <laughs> I'm bored already. <laughs> Not at all. Completely the opposite of that. I can't wait to hear all about this. Oh, thank you. So let's start first with what they wear. You know, um, you know, in most companies, if you have something that is standardized, you call it a uniform. But here, you know, it's it's their costume. But, you know, this this whole concept kind of goes back to obviously Walt's experience with the film industry and how he really noticed the appearance of an amusement park when he would go have daddy time with his daughters and how, you know, those employees of those parks didn't have that, you know, fun themed type of, of clothing. And so that's really where he felt, you know, the Disney parks had to set themselves apart with that. You know, so it is something that we take for granted. But if you think about it, their look really does play a tremendous role in creating magic. If they didn't have, you know, the costuming to support that show, it would really have a different impact on how we experience magic there. Yeah, you, you don't really want to see somebody from the Haunted Mansion in Tomorrowland, uh, you know, right. loading you into Space Mountain. It would throw off the theming a little bit if you don't have that kind of modern, you know, space look right, that they right. have for those cast members there or vice versa for you don't want, you know, someone totally outer space loading you into your doom buggy. Right. right? <laughs> it's true. You know, and it, I, I don't know if you have my notes here, if you're seeing them or something, that, but that leads right into the next thing that I was going to really mention. And, you know, especially when they were designing Walt Disney World, they wanted to make sure that they could really, um, you know, kind of contain or how cast members you know, went from their, you know, starting of their job at to the actual post. And they really wanted to make sure to um, avoid having cast members from one land be seen in another land in their costume. So that's why they built uh, the underground utilidors. That was one of the functions of the utilidor was to really make sure they aren't mixed into a different land, you know, because like you said, the theming could really be disrupted. Um, but here's, a, I guess, a fun fact, an insider tip, um, you know, that I learned when I went to one of the Disney Institute trainings is that um, 
if you do see somebody in Disney World that's from a different land, there may be a kind of a secret reason why. And this actually came to us by the security department. So let's say for an example, uh, they no they noticed somebody did something illegal in a shop. So either passing on a, a fake bill or concerned for shoplifting or something like that. The, the store can notify security and give a description of that person, but then they can send somebody from their store to follow, kind of like follow that person, not, you know, approach them or anything like that. And that way security can be on the lookout saying, okay, somebody from Fantasyland is following somebody, but now they're in Tomorrowland and at least kind of have an idea of where to look for the perp. Interesting. So if you see somebody in the wrong land, maybe they are scoping somebody right. out. Somebody did something wrong. That's a, I, I never knew that. So I, I, whenever Michelle does research, <laughs> I always learn something new. And there's the first thing so far. So I'm sure there'll be a long list by the end of this. Even if she uh, doesn't do that, uh, isn't a long topic. Oh. Um, I'm sure I'll learn two or three new things. Oh, here. thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Another kind of, you know, fun fact, uh, when we're talking about uniformity or consistency, um, you know, we just talked about their uniforms, but the other thing has to do with their autographs, you know, and they, the cast members, you know, they're, they're really sought out to get these autographs. So they really have to practice to have uniformity in that look. And, you know, if you think about it, like some kids, how they, um, you know, you might have siblings that see Pluto in two different parks, you know, or maybe they have an autograph book that each year they get an, another autograph from that same, you know, um, character. It, it really needs to have some uniformity to that, some look. I mean, it's just like when we sign something, although we don't always sign exactly the same way each time we sign, there's some consistency in how we do our signature. And that's one of the things that helps secure that magic, whether you're talking for kids or adults, that they have that uniformity in, in how they present their autograph. I know what you're talking about because, of course, Pluto is going to sign the same whenever you see Pluto. I and, know. of course, Mickey and, of course, <laughs> Tinkerbell, they're going to sign the same no matter where they are. So I don't understand what you're, how this could be any – I, I don't get it. I don't, I I don't understand I it. But um, I'm glad you're bringing this up. You know, so, you know, whatever. But you're also, saying words in English, but they don't make right, sense. Right. <laughs> um, but also, uh, glad, by the way, it's another thing, uh, favorite thing from this week, I guess, that I could bring up is the fact that um, we saw lots of posts on social media of autographs being right. signed again by characters and hugs going out. There was one that just absolutely brought me to tears when they just opened up the gates and like, you know, some of the Fab Five came right, right. out and were instantly meeting guests right outside and giving little kids hugs. Yeah. And it was just adorable. It, so yeah. I digress, Amazing. but I wanted to no, bring no, up this was coming on. But, but see, that's a perfect example how the cast members are creating magic. Mm -hmm. Not just at the parks. We're outsiders, you know, viewing it on social media and it's, it's affecting our feelings. Mm -hmm. So it just shows you the magic that the cast members have, no matter, you know, how you're experiencing that. For sure. You know, going on with this whole concept of the show too is, and I think it's important to point out is when they're in front of guests, they're considered on stage. Again, talking about like film industry or theater, that that's how their, their philosophy is of carrying out how they 
they actually act and behave, or act, again, a term for mm-hmm. theater, uh, in, in front of the guests. And um, so their performance really begins on how they can contribute to our magical experiences once they're within our viewing range. And we went on a tour that actually kind of really exemplified that to us where we were behind, we were backstage, what they call again, a lot of theater terms. We were backstage um, in the area where they were preparing for a parade to go out later in the day. And you could see markings on pavements or on posts or, you know, walls and things of what would indicate to them as the first potential glimpse people could have of the parade, you know? And so that was kind of like their cue to know that that when they hit that mark, they are on stage. Yeah. I remember that tour very well. I thought it was very interesting. There are lines actually the mark. And again, sorry, this is spoilers for some of the stuff that happens backstage at Disney, but um, I I found it completely fascinating and I hope you do too. But um, when they would get to these marks, they would, they would talk about our tour guide would talk about how, you know, they'd be just kind of slowly walking along, maybe looking at their phone or whatever. And then you get to this line and suddenly it's jazz hands. (laughs) It's like instantly, it's like, it's like going into a completely different world when you pass. It's like going through, I don't know, some sort of portal into the magic that happens at the kingdom and how the cast members react once they hit that line. I thought that was fantastic. Yes. And again, very theatrical, right? Very much like if you were to be behind the scenes at a play and be backstage and watching people mull around and talk or whatever and just be themselves. And then suddenly, once they're in the, the realm of where the stage is, they are a performer. Right. So I was really, really, again, uh, if you, if, if seeing stuff backstage doesn't ruin the magic for you of what ha- actually happens at Disney, you highly recommend you going on one of these tours that takes you to some of these locations because it's fascinating stuff for sure. But most definitely. Again, I digress. No, no, it was good, good, good point. So, um, you know, one of the things when we're thinking also of how the cast members create magic is in, you know, the jobs that they do. And obviously no job is unimportant. They're all important. And, and I think that sometimes we take for granted the hard work that they do, especially when you're talking about the crews, for example, that keep the park so clean for us, you know, and I, I think sometimes we may see them and not even recognize that they're there and doing something, whether they're, you know, picking up trash or washing a window or, or something, you know, um, they are the true heroes for sure. And it would be fun to go through and talk about so many of them and of the jobs and the roles. Um, we're not going to do that, but I did want to highlight them because I think that, you know, those are, like I said, some of the unsung heroes and I love how they are, you know, also providing some additional fun and magic too nowadays where they do like the water paintings, Mm -hmm. you know, on the pavement and things that you can then see they're playing their part again, in terms of the theater, but they're also adding to that experience by giving a real wow moment when you're looking at what what they can create. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible when you come across one of those um, custodians slash artists that are out there and drawing characters right there on the pavement as they're you know picking things up and keeping the park clean. And it just it, right. it does it does it adds an unexpected um, little spot of magic as you right. as you're going through your day. That's right. 
Um, the other thing that makes them really special is just the how they interact with guests. So, you know, I think we've all experienced, whether we've experienced with our own kids or just observing that, you know, when they, when a, when a kid is starting to, to talk to them, they, they get down to their level and have that direct contact, you know, and obviously it's a sign of respect for the child, but it's also providing a, a safer feel for that child that they're not being talked down to by some big adult or whatever. So it is really great how they put in that extra effort. Um, you know, it costs nothing. It's not, a, you know, a big deal, but it provides that, you know, better engagement with a cat, with a guest you know, um, we also see the house being very different. If you go into a, the attractions, like in Rise of the Resistance, how they play their role and how they interact with guests there, um, you know, it's really great. Or even if you're, you know, talking to any of the cast members, even at the shops there at Batu, when you're you ask them a simple questions like, "How long have you worked here?" their response will be in the frame of reference of living in Batu, you know, and, and it's just wonderful how they've incorporated again, that story with how, how they interact with guests. Yeah. Theming just isn't the backdrops, the scenery, the location, the attractions themselves, this, the, the theming of these lands right. Uh, extends right straight to the cast members and what they provide to enhance that theming. Right, exactly. You know, and so it's all part of creating that magic that you're in that bubble of a, a special place, you know, that they are, you know, communicating with you in a way that really brings you into the story. For sure. Yeah. You know, and going a little bit more in deep in that, that concept of the house is um, in, in, in their ability to create magic is their ability to treat people with respect, you know, sometimes even if they don't deserve it. Um, Never it, seen that before <laughs> in a park. I don't know what you're talking I about. I know, I know. And, you know, one of the, the, the examples of this has to do with answering questions, stupid ones and all, you know. And, the you know, the company philosophy is that the guests may not always be right, but they all always will be our guest. But there was a, a cast member, Jim Cunningham, who I, I love the way he put it is, the guests may not always be right, but let's allow them to be wrong with dignity. <laughs> you know, and, and I good. thought, yeah, right. And if you're treating somebody and allowing them to have dignity, you know, you're going to have a better conversation anyways. But, you know, sometimes, again, you know, um, this is not really that they're asking a stupid question. It may sound stupid. You know, for an example would be like you could be in a costume let's say for the haunted mansion and somebody come up to you and say, do you work here? Well, obviously <laughs> they work there, but it's really kind of how in society we tend to start, you know, when we're in a place that we're not sure we have a question we want to ask, we want to make sure we're directing it to somebody who could possibly have that answer. Right. And so, yeah, it makes sense. You know that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of something that's ingrained to us and, I think we've all asked somebody a question that we thought was working in some place because they kind of had some attire that looks right. a little like, I mean, obviously it's a bit extreme to say someone who's in the Haunted Mansion <laughs> doesn't probably work there that is wearing something that looks like the the, the gear from all the people of Gracie Manor. But um, we've all run into that where like you've been in the grocery store or a bookstore or whatever, right. and it's somebody who looks like they're wearing the attire that maybe somebody would be wearing right. that would work there. and. I don't work here. Oh, sorry. I know, right? So I get that, you know, it's kind of ingrained in us to 
ask, ask something, that, right. even though it's pretty darn obvious. Right, right. You know, and sometimes the questions like even like what time is the three o'clock parade may not necessarily be. <laughs> That's my favorite. I know that what time does the parade start? But maybe, you know, getting more involved with the person to find out is it are they looking like which direction, for example, is it going up Main Street or down Main Street? Where is it going to be when I'm in this part of the park versus that part of the park? Yeah, you know? What time should I, um, you know, probably put myself in position to right. be in the key spot to watch the parade when it comes around? There, there could be a lot of things that are referenced from that. Right. Question. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, you know, it, again, we're talking the whole thing about cast members is contributing to the story and keeping the story going. So for example, if you've ever taken an improv class, you know, and the whole concept of that is you have to keep the story moving, even if you're presented with something that may be very tough to respond to or stupid. Yeah, the whole yes and thing. Right, exactly. And so that's, you know, what cast members are also really ingrained, like, they, they're not to say, I don't know. You know, they can say things to maybe divert, if they don't know, and let's say it's, they feel like it's something that's, you know, let's say a kid asks something that they might feel is just silly. You know, they might say something like, wow, that's a great question. I'd have to ask somebody else that, but then engage the kid into something else, talking about another subject or something. And it's, it's not to be rude or anything, but again, it's, it's presenting even for the child to have dignity that maybe their question was stupid and they're not going to say or that. Unanswerable. You know. There right. just are unanswerable questions out there that they, they, they can't, or, you know, even if they have an answer for it, maybe it would mess with the magic, which is something True. that they definitely don't want to do as well. So right. you kind of got to divert from that. Exactly. You know, so they do also, um, you know, are very helpful in trying to get that answer for you. And sometimes that may not be, you know, possible right at that moment, but they are going to at least acknowledge your your question and maybe provide you some resources of how to get the answer as well. So that, that how they interact is, again, really what substantiates that magic that you feel when you're with them. Yeah, I, I think it's key. I, I, we've been, had so many interactions with cast members that we've gone away from and just thought now, you know, that, that was amazing. Seeing things happen, whether right. it's actually playing a role within an attraction, whether it's just helping you load onto a vehicle, whether it's just pointing you in the right direction to the nearest restroom. Um, it's, um, you know, how they, how helpful they can be to, right. you know, to, to get you to that. And sometimes, you know, like you could be in between two restrooms and they'll tell you, look, there's one right here, maybe a little closer, but that one's a little busier. Um, I suggest you going to this one exactly. over here that, that we've heard that before. Right. And right. It, they can be extremely helpful. Right. And making your day wonderful in that, re- you know, I mean, easier in that regards, mm-hmm. you know, another way of their, how is, you know, when you're hurt, I mean, there's nothing like a mom's consoling love when you have a (laughs) boo-boo. But Disney cast members really try to do their best to be a great substitute for that, you know. And if you've ever, like whether you have a blister or a headache and you've gone to their first aid uh, station, they are so warm, welcoming, very friendly, you know. And and they really do their best to, to try to, you know, make you feel more comfortable literally with with what's going on but just comfortable with the fact that you know you're coming to them needing some help um and and similarly um you know we had an experience when we were about to board the the disney cruise 
when we were doing the testing mm-hmm. and the person who was guiding us because they, they weren't doing it, you, you self-swap, was hilarious and engaging and fun and made that, that experience of putting the swab up our nose to actually be pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know if he was an official Disney cast member, but he carried over that same kind of Disney cast member magic right. um, to that process that can be... Uh, you know, it's it's a little intimidating because you're concerned. You know, like, hey, well, will I get this right? Right. I, you know, will I pass one? One, will I just pass it and right. be negative and can go and board the ship? But also, you know, I'd hate to do it wrong and and you know mess it up right. and not be able to board just because I did something silly with exactly. trying to do the swap. So somebody to you know to be that helpful and and you know during what could be a you know a nervous situation was 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 wonderful. Right. You know, as I mentioned, there's so many things we could talk about with cast members and how they create the magic. And I think a lot of people um, would also initially think of the pixie dust that they can provide. You know, those um, big wow moments that that we've heard about or maybe you've had experienced. But it's not always about the big wows. It, It can be the little wows that really also create magic. And, you know, example of one, uh, you know, that I experienced, and I think you felt this way too, when we had first returned to Disney World at once the parks reopened after the pandemic. And, you know, those celebration pins that they give away for free, which is really nice and everything. And um, if you're like us, you probably have way too many. And (laughs) why are we keeping them? (laughs) kind of things that's what i question michelle every day like why do we have so many of these things i love them but you know how many do we really need you know but i remember that that day that first return day we'd gone into uh one of the stores and we went to the counter to ask there was a question i had i think about one of the products and talking to the cast member and you know she asked are you celebrating anything special today? And we're like, no, you know, we're just, we're really glad to finally be back at the park. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> and she pulled out pins and wrote on them, you know, celebrating first time back since COVID. Yeah. And I just remember how, wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. You know? And it was just, see, as you can see, it really <laughs> made it magical for me. Yeah, you know? it's it something w- you remember. Forever. Right. Yeah. That it was just like, wow, she took the time to, you know, get, give us this free pin that she's handing out, you know, probably hundreds of times at least each day, but it really made an impression for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've had so many moments like that. We had uh, a cast member who no longer, I don't believe no longer works with Disney, definitely doesn't work on this attraction anymore, but we used to go to Disney California Adventure Park and mm-hmm. one of our son Scott's favorite attractions was the, uh, you know, the Junkyard Jamboree at Mater. Right. And uh, right. this cast member would see us there and pick us out of the crowd every time and come and say hi to us and special things and give us stickers right. and everything because uh, she remembered us and remembered Scott. Yeah, and, um, that was would, impressive. Yeah, and would um, and was always happy to you know, strike up a conversation with us and and uh, you know it was just it, it's just that you know it, it's it's that cheers moment of you know them saying your name when you return when things like that happen right you know, that make you feel that much more special and I'm not saying every one of them does that but those those bright 
bright spots that you remember for right, sure. Right, right. I mean, it, it sets the day apart from other days. So obviously, you know, that's why I said these big things that could happen to you, if they happened all the time, then your expectation is that they're going to happen all the time. And if they don't, then you feel disappointment. So um, it's nice that they're they're more rare you know, but I do think Disney's cast members do a great job of, and I don't know if this is a true definition of it. I call them rescue moments, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, and I think the common one we think about is like if a kid is eating an ice cream cone and, you know, the whole scoop falls on the ground, you know, how, how wonderful they are for just, you know, I mean, pennies to Disney to, give them another cone or, you know, scoop of ice cream if it was in a cup or something like that, um, you know, to really rescue that moment. I mean, you know, for the parents, it's like, oh, thank God, I don't have to go buy another ice cream or whatever, or, you know, heaven forbid, don't, you know, couldn't be able to um, buy the ice cream, you know, but that cast member is not only creating the magic of relief for the parents, but they're, they're ingraining a whole new uh, generation, a new child who's going to remember there was something special about Disney that when mm -hmm. they went there, it was a happy place, you know, from what could be very disastrous of losing your ice cream for a kid. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know, it can be emotionally scarred <laughs> right. when your ice cream falls <laughs> right, on the ground. Right. And that could be what you left the park thinking is, oh my gosh, I lost my ice cream there. But to instead, whether they remember that exact example, they'll remember the feeling that mm -hmm. they got the magic that was there for them, you know, and another, I mean, simple one. And again, with us, it's just so funny was the, you know, and again, I'll call it a rescue moment was when we were on the Matterhorn recently. And I know we told this story at a past episode, but you know, they had to, the, the cars were kind of bunching up on the, on the, the track and they had to pull one off um, so it was ours and they pulled it to the side while we were still on it. So we couldn't unload because it, it has to be brought to the side where the, the track is moving. And so we had to sit there for a couple of the other cars to go through. And then they offered us, I mean, just for the inconvenience, slight inconvenience of, you know, disrupting our going on to the next thing um, was another ride through the Matterhorn. Yeah. You know, and it was just you know, such a memorable experience for, for a ride we've been on many times. It wasn't something we were expecting. It wasn't really, if you think about it, a big deal. Just got to go through the ride again. But it really did create magic for us. And another thing they didn't have to do, they could have just pulled us back in line and said, okay, you get off just like you know, right. everybody else does. And, and But uh, they made up for the fact that we had to sit there for an extra few minutes and, you know, and wait and said, okay, you get a, you know, you don't have to wait in line again. You get to go again. Right. Go again. Exactly. So, um, you know, in another example of this, um, actually we heard of it at a D23, uh, convention where, a, a thank you letter was written by a dad to the company about getting a balloon. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you tell the story. No, I can't tell it. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> We've talked about this story before. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing story of that. All this child, this child had, was a special needs child. And their whole 
desire, you know, to go there was to get a green balloon. They had to have a green balloon. Yeah, that's what the son wanted. Right. And if you know special needs, like nothing else will, you know, when the mind, their mind is set on it, maybe not even necessarily special needs child. There's a lot of children. (laughs) When their mind is set on something, they need that something. And for whatever reason, there were just no green balloons in the park that day. They went backstage. They looked everywhere. They could not find a green balloon everywhere. Then finally, they went back and worked hard and dug out a green balloon and brought it out to this child and it just lit them up right made their day and it was so touching to them that they wrote this letter yeah and it was so special and um i still remember because i was at the d23 expo right. that they brought out a bunch of green, green balloons, balloons to right. everybody to, you know yeah. to you know remember that moment and how right. special that was and that is what disney stands for and the disney cast members and the effort that they put in right to make sure that this child's day was special right i mean i think you know from the parents perspective what they were dealing with is you know they kind of were able to convince their child to wait sort of till the end of the day you know that they'd keep an eye out but they're really going to wait till the end of the day and it was time to leave the park and by then the child was like super anxious and you know like tom mentioned they they couldn't believe they you know went and saw so many balloon vendors without it um but for one particular cast member to go back and get one and inflate it and bring it to them they said you know that like you said the child just lit up it was just such a relief for that whole family yeah it brought more magic than probably the cast member ever thought they were presenting. More magic than, you know, you just think about all the things that Disney that are so magical, you know, and, you know, it's the attractions, it's the castle, it's the fireworks spectaculars, it's the characters, it's, you know, there's so much out there. Right. And then something so simple as going out and finding this green balloon yeah. for this child. Taking the time to get it inflated. And putting the yeah. extra effort to do it. That made the whole trip. The, the trip was just for finding that balloon. Right, and right. That was what, you know, Disney does so often. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And the reasons we love them. Right, yeah. Because easily, you know, well, first of all, the family was willing to buy a balloon for sure. But, I mean, you know, you could conceivably think that they'd, you know, that the cast members say, I don't have any more, whatever, pick another color, you know. But they really, you know, put the effort in to make such a special occasion for this family. Mm-hmm. And know. ever since then, whenever we see a bunch of balloons, we always try and pick out the green balloon. I know, I know. That story. <laughs> By the way, we, we got that balloon and Michelle took it back and I believe you put it in your office. Yeah. And it stayed alive longer oh, than yeah. any balloon. Oh <laughs> my God, recall. for weeks, over a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, yeah. uh, it was kind of a, just the symbolic life of this symbolic balloon right. for this child and, and Disney magic and Disney cast members. Yes. So that magic kind of, again, so this went with the, you know, the cast members that brought that out at the convention, you know, and, and stayed with me. But, you know, um, and we've had some unexpected big wows, you know, and, and we know some of our friends have had shared with us some really big wows. You know, it, it just really follows along with Walt's philosophy of, you know, um, where he would always say something like plussing it, you know, where take something that's, you know, pretty darn good you know, maybe even better than the rest and just zooming it to be such a high bar, right. you know, and, you know, it, it, we, we've, like I said, we've had those experiences and, and those are great to have, but I don't know that that's necessarily what really 
is always what the magic is about. The magic is being there, you know, what brings us back to Disney World or Disneyland, you know, any of the Disney parks over and over is that you do have those 60 to 70 <laughs> potential experiences that just all contribute to that day to be magical. And I'm going to tell you what, it doesn't necessarily just extend only to the parks. Um, just this week, uh, I was on the phone mm -hmm. um, with Disney Vacation Club because we had some points that we needed to use up. We had had to cancel a trip relatively last moment. We need we had some points sitting out there that because we canceled them relatively last moment, they needed to be used up by a certain time. Uh, we found a vacation that fit within our window. So I got on the phone uh, to secure that and make mm -hmm. sure that those points were being used. And I had a wonderful person I got on the phone with that, uh, that helped us out with that. Got that reservation secured right. for us. Great. But then she noticed, didn't even bring this up. I knew this was happened. This was out there, but I was figuring we could take care of it at a different point. All I wanted to do was make sure this reservation was taken right. care of because this room just popped open available and I didn't know if it would be available later. Right. You know? So she noticed that we could have some difficulty with some other points and getting them used up. Right. And she, on her own, remedied that situation nice. for yep. us. Didn't ask her to do it. Right. She went out of her way to make this happen. Again, magic is standing not just into the parks from Disney cast members, but when you're at home right. trying to get things done, um, a lot of times they will go over and above and help. And I did uh, send yes. out, I tweeted out a cast yeah. compliment to this person because right. um, it was amazing. And, and again, over and above. Right. You know, and those cast compliments, you know, we might think they're just kind of hokey or whatever, but they really do. Are, are they really do have an impact you know one who doesn't like to be recognized for a job well done you know when we're at our own work or whatever for somebody just to, to say something nice like hey good job or that that was really impressive or you know I appreciate what you did um, you know and so the nice thing is Disney is actually making it easier for us now and I wanted to share that with you because we do have these opportunities um, through the my Disney experience app you can actually do a search of cast compliments and that will bring up a, a way to do it actually they've made it a lot easier they have you know like drop down menu where you can uh, enter in information and, and messages there um, so you, the, the main thing you want to try to do is get the cast members first name uh, their hometown that's on their badge and the date that you had that interaction. Um, if and, you, and where it was, right. as far as like, was it an attraction? Was it a guest services? Where was it that it took place? A restaurant, whatever. Right, right. So not only will the cast member get alerted that that has come from you, but their leader will also get that information, um, you know, and if by chance you didn't catch their name, you know, it's still worth putting out there because they can a lot of times connect with who is just uh, share the compliment about the location um, and what, you know, whatever information you have about like time of day, date and things like that. So um, take that opportunity. They, they are a big part of what creates magic for us. And we want to make sure that we're reciprocating our appreciation yeah, through it, the cast compliments. Yeah. That's the best way to do it is through the app. Right. Uh, because that will go right to Disney. Disney will know right there, but also, you know, hit up social media too. Mm -hmm. back it up, right. hit out social media, let people know um, that this person helped you out in, exactly. in ways and, and, you know, just make sure because um, so many of these cast members do so many fantastic things. They deserve to be recognized for sure. Right. And one 
one of the funny things, you know, when I was doing my, I don't, I, I can't say this. I have not confirmed this with a, a true Disney cast member, but it makes sense, especially with how they've set up their cast compliment. Just kind of another fun fact. They're saying if two people have the same first name working in the same day in that area, one will have to have a different name. The less senior person will have a different oh, name. No. I know. <laughs> but Can again, I choose mine? I choose Elsa. I know. <laughs> I don't know how much choices you get with it, but they do have a backup just in case. But um, again, I, I can't say that 100% sure. It would make sense, and especially how they have set this cast compliment to work, that that would be the case. I do know if you've forgotten your name tag, you may not have your name. You know, I know from when my brother worked there that if he forgot his name tag, it, he was a different person that day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so that is, you know... Uh, Again, I know that this could have gone on and on. We could have given more examples. We could have, you know, you know, given research that of other great roles people play as cast members of the Disney company. But hopefully you just get a, a glimpse of, you know, some of the things that do create magic because of the wonderful cast members. And before we cut the segment off. I also want to give a shout out to all the third shifters uh, that work yes. at all the Disney parks because they do so many things that we never see True. because they're, they're working at these odd hours. Right. Um, and you never see these people. You know, we, I remember we were at the Disneyland hotel and you would see them. Um, we get up in the morning and the, the employee parking was right nearby there and right. then you would see them exiting that night, but they set that park up every single True. day. Good so point. it's ready to go for you, uh, in the morning. And the, those people, you will hardly ever see them there, but they decorate the park. They clean the park. Right. They, they make sure that the magic is already started before your day even starts. So that's such a great special point. shout out to them. Yes. Good point. Wonderful. Good job, well, sweetheart. Great you. research again. And yes, uh, cast members, um, definitely. If we're going to talk about creating Disney magic as this series is, uh, Disney cast members, um, I don't know if we can even go any better than what they do because right. uh, they bring the magic every single day. Most definitely. So, so that is our look at creating Disney magic, Disney cast members. Disney cast members are so wonderful. Thank yes. you to all. If you if there are Disney cast members that are listening to our yes. show, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank Bravo. you. Thank you um, for all you do, for all you've done, for all you will do, because you definitely bring the magic. Yes. And you have to work hard. And like you said, there, there could be shifts that are, are, you know, tough. But also... You're you're working while others are vacationing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that part too. That yeah. you know, people are having a great time around you, and you're at work right. on holidays, on weekends, late at night, early in the morning, middle of the night, yes. whatever. <laughs> um, thank you for you know being as special as you are, greeting guests with smiles, um, treating people to extra perks, extra pixie dust every once in a while. Right. You know, you are all very, very special, even if you're just there doing your job the right way. Exactly. Um, that's great. So good job, Michelle. Oh, thank, thank you. you thank you. So we do have our big announcement coming up here. So be prepared for that. But I do want to get to our Disney stories of the week before we do that. I only have a quick couple for you this week, but I'm going to start with, we received some details about a guest 
guest favorite Walt Disney World show that is being reimagined. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, climb aboard, explorers, and hold on tight because it's time to take a deep dive into the creation of the freshly reimagined show, Finding Nemo the Big Blue and Beyond. <laughs> Yay! Opening this summer at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. So we don't have a date yet, but we know for sure mm-hmm. it's going to be back this summer. So, so fun. here are some of the details. They say, stepping inside the theater in the wild, we'll catch up with the group of fish from P, uh, Dr. P. Sherman's office in Finding Nemo, <laughs> who have made their way across the ocean to the Marine Life Institute. The fish tell Nemo's story in the fully updated 25-minute show. So it's going to be a little bit truncated show from mm-hmm. what you uh, may remember if you saw the original Finding right. Nemo show. I believe that one was more around 40, 45 minutes. This one's going to be 25 minutes. So um, gives you, I mean, it wasn't, won't take up quite as much right. of your day if you want to go see this. Anyway, uh, it incorporates live performers and puppets along with many of the beloved songs and production numbers from the original Finding Nemo, the musical, including, yes, In the Big Blue World, <laughs> that uh, guest favorite for sure. In addition to a new script, the show will feature new scenic set pieces and a new LED video wall designed to visually extend the world created by the physical sets on stage. Uh, we aren't talking small set pieces either. Be on the lookout for a 32-foot-long sunken submarine wow. and a fish tank volcano standing <laughs> nearly 15 feet tall. Wow. Nice. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, working in close collaboration with Pixar Animation Studios, artists and designers at uh, Disney Live Entertainment also developed a new aesthetic for Finding Nemo, the Big Blue and Beyond, inspired by layered cut paper sculptures. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. The resulting look is fresh and unique to the show while staying true to the designs in the original film. And so you can check out a video for it there on the Disney Parks blog. But again, no official date yet, but just know it's coming this summer, which, you know, I always love it when they say the summer because that could be anything from like June to like September, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but still the fact that it's coming back and it'll be different right. and reimagined. I'm excited to see what they come up with. Almost definitely excited. Um, Disney and their work with puppetry is always so impressive, so amazing you know, it's, it's almost like kind of like that's hard to believe that's a puppet kind of deal. And so um, very much looking forward to seeing this reimagined show come back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, talking about being really excited for something coming back. Uh, word has come down about one of our favorite Disney vacations club, club spots that is getting set to reopen. Now, this is just a really quick story because it was just a really quick blurb in an email we received from Disney Vacation Club this week. They said the top of the world lounge <laughs> will be reopening soon to welcome guest members, uh, welcome members home to Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Of course, this one-of-a-kind lounge perched on the 16th floor offers spectacular views of Magic Kingdom Park for members and their guests. They say check back soon for more details, including opening dates. Again, no official date, but they mm-hmm. say it's soon, and that's great news. Yes, yeah, so excited. That's one of the things that you know was always again another just little simple special uh experiences that you could have as a disney vacation club member and going up to that lounge and i'm hoping they have that 
was it seven layer cake again? I'm sure they'll have the seven layers. <laughs> the, 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 they have the cake down at uh, what is it, Steakhouse 71 now? So I'm sure that cake will go up Hopefully there as well. So, so yeah. but yeah, just looking forward to it. It's just a really great place. Uh, a lot of fond memories of times that we've gone. That you know, I've been able to bring my sister and brother-in-law. My mom and I went there. Had some really special times there. So got some friends up there, yeah. and we have many promises to friends <laughs> that we've been telling them we're going to do epic meetups up there, and we just have not had the opportunity because it hasn't been open. Right. Well, pretty soon we're yeah. going to get that uh, so get excited. start ticking those off the boxes of some of our friends and right. uh, going up there and having some of those good monorail cocktails. Yeah, can't stuff. wait. Yeah. Can't wait should be fun so mm-hmm. that's great. that's great okay you've waited long <laughs> enough it's time yes we've been promising it all week long we've actually been promising it for a while but it is time for <laughs> our big announcement yes, with all the pomp and circumstance it deserves, (laughs) we bring you this big announcement that we've been working on for quite a while now. Um, Well, it's actually kind of morphed. Yeah, well, that's true. It has changed uh, throughout time. Um, We'll bring up many reasons for that here. But, you know, we've kind of been known for, since we started this podcast, we've always wanted to be known as the Disney podcast that kind of focuses on a lot of different things. Right. You know, we focus on Walt Disney World. We focus on Disney Cruise, Run Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. We just kind of want to be everything. But we've kind of, because I guess because we live in, here in Southern California um, and we go to Disneyland quite often, we've kind of been more known as maybe a more of a Disneyland podcast than anything else. I think you'd agree, Michelle. Yeah, especially, well, especially when it's giving like park report outs and things like that, for sure. Yeah. So that's not going to change. We're still going to be very Disneyland focused, just as we're Walt Disney World focused, just as we're Disney Cruise focused, just as we are Star Wars, Marvel, everything mm-hmm. focused. We just love being able to be... Just eclectic. Yeah, with all the Disney stuff, all the stuff that we love. But there is one big thing that's going to change coming up soon. Michelle, big announcement. <laughs> Tell the listeners what big thing is just about ready to change for this show and for us personally. Well, I guess the big thing that's going to change is that we are actually moving. Our family is moving us <laughs> to Florida. And very soon. Right. And very soon. Yes. So there's, um, so, and I won't, I don't know that we need to get in a lot of detail, you know, how this morphed. We at one time were looking at Florida as a potential getting some vacation property, um, you know, being able to spend some time with my mom out there. Unfortunately, she passed away. So things kind of changed in terms of our perspective of what to do. And we have, we have other family that's out there as well. And we have. We've made a ton of friends right. that live within the vicinity since starting this podcast out there as well. Right. But the real main reason for the move, um, you know, when we're really evaluating our life and what's going on, um, really was driven by our need to help our son, Scott. Um, you know, he, you know, we've, we've shared with you all that, um, Tom here is not his father, he's not his biological father, He, but he is a very involved stepfather. But 
I do have shared custody of Scott where he is with his dad, his biological dad in Florida for half of the year. And over the time, it's, you know, we're, we're starting to see real increasing issues with behavior for Scott due to this constant back and forth. You know, I think at first it was fairly easy, especially when he was, you know, in the school system for him to return to a school and people he knew and and things like that at both coasts. Um, But as he got a a little older and went into more of a community-based program, it was always starting over with a new program here in California. And so that's where we started really seeing how it was impacting his behavior, his emotional status. And well, we've had we've had difficulty securing a, a good program for right. him out here because of the fact that he can only be out here for six months. And they, a lot of these programs want the the people there that are in them right. to be there mostly continuously. Right, right. For the full year. And, you know, um, the way that the programs are set up, how they are paid are through through um, state funding called uh, the Regional Resource Center here in San Diego is what, what uh, handles that. And so it's not like a private organization where we could even try to pay to have a spot held. Um, but he does get that on the East Coast. And it is a methodology that we can actually ha- have his spot held. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I think over time we had looked at pros and cons of which coast to live on, but we love California. Yes. We love Southern California. Yes. San Diego is an amazing place to live. There's so many great things about it. Um, so this is a very difficult situation. I, um, you know, I love my job. I love the people I work with. Um, and actually things with my work, uh, in more recent, you know, the, the, the past year, there's been some changes, um, with personnel that really have gelled so well to have an amazing work life experience. So it, it is really a difficult, difficult decision, but I think all of you who are parents know that sometimes the sacrifices you need to make for your children, you know, really are, difficult, but necessary. Mm-hmm. And we've been working through the situation for a while. Like I said, we originally were thinking vacation home, maybe eventual retirement home at some point down right. the line, but it gradually transitioned into, you know, for Scott, right. for ourselves, um, that this is what we're going to do. And so now we have this house lined up in the in Florida, in Central Florida area, um, it's not in Orlando. We are going to be out kind of more on the Space Coast mm-hmm. um, out there. Um, that we actually, we are going to be doing, it's almost ready. We're going to be doing a walkthrough here coming up in just a few days. And we close on it in just a few days after that. So we have a trip planned coming up here. As a matter of fact, um, um, Scott and I will be leaving on Tuesday of this week and driving back cross country again. (laughs) Uh, Michelle will be joining us up out there. And uh, then we have all this stuff planned, including some days at Walt Disney World, which we're excited about as well in the midst of all that. Right. You know, as you mentioned, we were, you know, kind of really scouting the area for you know, investment properties for, you know, our vacation or for Airbnb kind of concepts and things like that too, possibly. But um, more recently, some things have really come up that pushed us to say, we need to do this. And, and we're doing it quickly because our goal was to actually have this so that Scott doesn't have to 
come back to San Diego mm-hmm. and do it, you know, another six months out here. Um, typically this is not the time of the year he is with us. Um, but due to some health issues with his, his biological father, he's been with us a little extra time this year. It's been great to have him, but again, he's been without a program to be participating in and it really hasn't supported him much. And, um, like I said, we saw personality issues when we were changing these all the time for him that we said, okay, this is it. We have to pull the cord. We have to say he doesn't have to return to Southern California to try to get back into a program anymore. Um, we thought with the break from COVID where he was with us, but not in a program would be good. But as we saw, he really wasn't doing anything and there wasn't anything really to make him consistently be, you know, participating anything or doing, you know, any kind of, um, whether it was educational or, you know, um, job training Mm -hmm. programs because of COVID they were closed. So we know what he needs is really something that is more constantly stimulating for him and getting him to tap in on his skills to be, you know, a more productive person. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important for him, and uh, we think that this is the best step. We're, you know, we're going to um, be disappointed to leave California, right. but we're excited to move to Florida um, for so many reasons, mostly, of course, because of what this is going to mean for Scott, but it's also going to mean some great things for us personally, for our show. Um, like I said, we, the, 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 we decided, we looked around Orlando, thought about Orlando, but we just couldn't find the right spot for us there. Um, We have some family that's regularly out on the Space Coast area. Mm -hmm. So we looked out there as well, found a perfect spot for us there. Um, We think it's good because it's a little over an hour away from Walt Disney World, which is kind of like where we are here from Disneyland. So it's like we're close enough that we can go whenever we want, but we're also not like where it's, we're spoiled. Like where we have, we feel like we have to be there all the time. Right, because we're so close. Right, right. right, So So that's kind of a good balance there. But like I said, we have family in the area that we're excited to be able to see much, much, much more often. We have made so many wonderful friends Mm -hmm. um, through this podcast, through our trips to Walt Disney World that we're excited to be able to see on more of a regular basis, whether they already live in Florida or whether they come and visit to a Walt Disney World resort. Um, We are excited to see you all and hang out with you all much more. Yeah, most definitely. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Scary. Yes. Scary. Um, We will be out there full time within the next couple of months. Uh, We don't have the exact timeline on the official move yet, um, but we will have our house prepared, ready to go here in just a couple weeks. Um, Well, we, like I said, we're signing the closing papers in just a couple weeks. Uh, We're processing the move um, from this place, getting ready to get, uh, sell our, put our home out here in San Diego on the market. And uh, it's all exciting things. Nervous. Um, but very exciting things coming up. Right, right. It's tremendous change. Um, and again, it, it's leaving a place that, that we love. Uh, we feel like it's the right thing to do. And, um, you know, I think, like Tom says, there's going to be a lot of, of new experiences, new joys that, for us. Um, and we are looking forward to it. And for all our friends and family members that live in San Diego or Southern California, 
we will still be around from time to time. Uh, we still have family out here as yep. well. So that means we'll be back here visiting from time to time as well. So don't think that we're not going to be going to Disneyland. Don't think that we're not going to be out here in San Diego, you know, Southern California, right. LA, Orange County, whatever, visiting from time to time. We still be doing that. Our, just our base of operations is going to change Right, a bit. right. Exactly. So, exactly. We actually have some trips out here that we have planned in the future that we're going to be participating in. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, some visits back here. So exciting news. We're going to the brand new, beautiful house that we're excited to get into. And it's going to be great things ahead for that. Um, Great time getting to to see you all very much more, hopefully in the near future. And, um, you know, hopefully that'll show in the, in the podcast as well. Now we just need to secure jobs. (laughs) jobs. <laughs> I, I do have a, a, a possible job lined up for out there, but I'm also looking. So by the way, if there's anybody out there in the Florida area that happens to know something that might be good <laughs> for me, let it hit us up on yeah. their social media, yeah. hit us up an email, but um, we're very excited for what's to come. Right. Most definitely. And I'm looking, uh, staying in the medical career, but maybe even doing it through like education. Yeah. So, so if uh, you know, some teacher jobs out mm-hmm. there available that Michelle, you think Michelle might be perfect for, you know, she does the best research. <laughs> You've heard all our pieces, so that'll be a lot of fun as well. So this is just great. We're very excited, nervous, but very excited, and we cannot wait to see you all out there so much more. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, you'll probably be hearing more about it soon. Oh, you'll be hearing a lot about it. (laughs) Uh, By the way, we're recording next week's show uh, from there. Right. Well, from from the vicinity. Right. So just know that when we go in. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so funny from what we originally were thinking was going to be an announcement of news totally change and our lives are going to totally change. Um, and I'm sorry if I sound hesitant on it. Like I said, it's it's been a, a, a challenge to consider. It's been a process. It Let's has just say that. Process. It's been a process. It has been a process. And, um, and I, you know, I'm one of those people, home is where home is. You know, you make it home and I know it will be. It's... Um, it's the detachment process that right. I have to get used to. Yeah. So. But we're excited. Again, um, motion more than anything else, we're excited to see family and friends uh, right. so much more often out there. And uh, this is going to be great. And we're glad that you're coming along on the ride yes. with us, um, whether it be physically and we're seeing <laughs> you there or you just uh, by listening to our show and, and coming along with us on the show because we will be discussing more of the pro now i've been kind of trying you may have noticed i haven't been able to say about this we both have not been able to say a lot about this right. up to this point uh now that the cat's out of the bag we will be discussing this on regular shows as we go forward right exactly so yeah lots of big things ahead yes. for us we cannot mm-hmm. wait it's so exciting and right. um yeah, this is this is amazing and it's going to be fun and it's going to be an experience over the next several Several weeks. Yes, it will. <laughs> so that's it for this week's show. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we start with this. Well, we always start with Michelle. One, because she's gorgeous, awesome, wonderful. All things are great <laughs> in the world. She had, does the best research, as you heard earlier. She has the best <laughs> lists, but she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, sweetie. Well, if you're staying at a Disney resort and you like to also enjoy a bit of adult beverage while at the pool, well, there is a way that you might be able to save a little bit of money. Um, Disney does allow guests to bring their own alcoholic beverages from your room to the pool, um, but it can't be in glass. So it has to be in something that's not breakable. But um, 
you know, not that they don't have great selections or anything keg. like that. <laughs> Just roll a keg out <laughs> to yes, the pool. Yes, right. I don't think so. It's not a glass. What? <laughs> it's always best to read the pool rules when you get to the resort, too, just to make sure. They probably haven't thought of that to put don't bring a keg, but um, <laughs> they'll probably add that one if you were to. But anyways, it is just a little tip of how to save some money if you, you know, already have some in the room if you already have some wine or beer or some other alcohol that you're drinking while you're in the room and you want to bring it out to the pool it is okay nice that's good to know because mm-hmm. you can save a bit of money that yeah, way you yeah. can fill up your out of your box wine you know actually i guess you can bring your box <laughs> wine out there that's not glass uh you can fill up your cup out of your wine and just right. bring it down there just make sure it's plastic yeah. and uh, you're good to go so that's yeah. good no, thank you thank yeah, you so michelle's tip always the best tip <laughs> Uh, my tip for this week, uh, I'm going to go back to, we were just talking about the Top of the World Lounge right. a little bit ago, so I'm going to just give you a couple tips of that, because there's some of you who maybe have signed up. We have friends that have signed up for DVC since the, the closure of the Top mm-hmm. of the World Lounge, have never experienced it. So I'm going to give you a couple little tips. Now, you know, things may be a little different when the Top of the World Lounge reopens, so you know, take this with a little bit of a grain of salt right. and be sure and read up on things. Um, but there are some ways, one of the great things about the Top of the World Lounge is going Going up there and watching the fireworks mm-hmm. from Magic Kingdom out there. That is one of the best perks of going up there. Right. Of course, there's great food. Of course, there's great cocktails, great drinks, great wine list. Uh, but you get to go out there on this wonderful patio and that looks right over Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and get this wonderful view of the fireworks. Well, it can get crowded up there around fireworks yeah. <laughs> time because it's such a great spot to see them. Right. So if you want to get a great spot within the top of the world lounge to sit down and have some food, have some drinks, but yes, also see the fireworks. There's a couple of good ways to approach this. One, of course, is you can go up right about the time it opens every mm-hmm. night. Look, find out what time that is opening. Uh, be one of the first few members that gets there and you can go up there and you'll have basically your pick of the tables right. uh, to go out there, enjoy your food, enjoy a beverage and have some conversation with friends, family, whatever it may be. Um, however, when you do this, that could end up being a couple hours you have to be there and be ready to sit there and, right. and indulge in stuff for a couple hours before the fireworks are there if you're set to do that great you know they'll even save your table for you they'll mark it so no one takes your table while you go out and watch right. fireworks um but be prepared for that the other great way to do this is if you don't mind showing up a little later is heading up there when the fireworks right before the fireworks begin and then just go station yourself outside right watch the fireworks and then go into the lounge because what usually happens is because people have shown up there and they're just waiting, you know, having their food, having their drink, wanting to see the fireworks. Once the fireworks happen, it tends to clear out a little bit. So if you don't mind going a little later or or staying a little later, uh, you can go in after the fireworks, you know, and then find your spot there as the tables begin to clear out, which will happen soon afterwards. So uh, just remember that you need to be, and again, these were the rules prior. I'm assuming they're going to be the same. You will need to be a DVC member staying on Walt Disney World property on points to access the top of the world lounge or with someone who's doing that. So just be prepared uh, if you want to go to this wonderful, wonderful spot. Right. It is really special for sure. Yes. For sure. So uh, that's it for this week. It's been a heck of a week for sure. Next <laughs> week, well, we're quickly approaching May the 4th. Yeah. May the 4th be with you, a.k.a. Star Wars Day. So 
we'll have a fun little Star Wars theme topic that we're still concocting. <laughs> I think Michelle might have something in mind. Yeah, I was kind of thinking a little bit on ways to celebrate Star Wars Day, but it might include some other ideas that yeah. I have too. Anyway, we'll come up with something cool all revolved around Star Wars Day to get you set for your celebration of a, a galaxy far, far away. Yes. That would be fun. So anyway, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. Our, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we'd love for you to sign up for our little newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just another great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Other fantastic ways? Well, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun at our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah, we love to have more more fun. We have great people there and just want to have more and more fun with more, everybody. More people, more, more people, fun, more fun, more positivity. That's right. That's all, what it's all about, and we hope you'll join in with us there. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And the other thing that uh, we really appreciate our reviews. If you haven't already given us a five-star review, we'd really appreciate you taking the moment to do that. It makes a tremendous uh, impact with the algorithm and helping other people find this podcast. Yeah. Plus, it just lets us know how we're doing. True. And we appreciate it. And if you do leave a five-star review for the show, we will read it on this show as we've done so often in the past. So that's it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.